Welcome to another episode of Conversations with Lamp. I'm your host, James Lampkin. And my guest today is a salon barbershop owner, and she's also the host of Let's Talk with Ro. Miss Ro Ingram, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you for having me. I, <laughs> I, we, we, ironically, we hooked up on um, Instagram. I, I can't even remember like how I saw your page, but um, I, I really enjoyed, I, I went back and listened to your show and I really enjoyed it. Well, thank you so much, first of all, for even taking the time to listen. I know you're so busy with your show. You know, it's always honorable when somebody takes the time, you know, to still look into other people's shows. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you have to. It's like, you know, we all kind of like in the same position. We all starting out. So my my thinking is you can't ask somebody to listen to your show. You know, you want people listening. You're not willing to listen to nobody. So I try my best to listen to other people's podcasts and shows. That's wonderful. And I greatly appreciate it. I do. So what made you start the what made you start the Let's Talk with Rose show? Oh my goodness. You know, as a hairstylist, I'm gonna tell you, I have been a hairstylist for over 20 years. And I listen to people's stories all day, every day. And you know, over the 20 um plus years that I've been a stylist. I noticed that, you know, I'm not the greatest stylist in the world. I don't claim to be that, you know. I realized that a lot of people come to me by what they tell me because of the connection that we have through conversation. And that kind of grew into other things. People would start sticking around after their appointments for conversations. You know, people would start asking me, could they stop by just to update me on a previous conversation we had, even though they didn't have a hair appointment. And I would literally have to start putting that on my hair menu, people being able to make appointments to come in so we could just talk in my office because I didn't have the time to step away from my chair and give them that personal conversation that they desired. So it just kind of went from there. It did. Mm. You end up <laughs> getting stopped. into coaching, right? I'm sorry? You ended up getting into relationship coaching, right? Right. I do life coaching. So that's kind of what we labeled everything as, you know, with that, um, that selection um, on the hair menu, we put that as a life coaching session. And I would just tell people to start booking the appointments there. And when people would come to the life coaching sessions, I will always encourage them telling their story to somebody as a stealing for the healing. I always tell people, you know, Whatever you keep inside has power over you. You know, the more you tell your story, the more you help people, the less power those things have over you. And that's kind of how we started doing the show. So when you when you say you book your appointments, are you saying like you like you actually doing their hair and coaching them, or it's like they separate? It's separate because people. I'm telling you, it's so crazy. Like people were starting to break down and cry. I mean, the conversations were getting extremely personal, you know, and I would have to take them off the floor sometimes, even during the hair appointments so that I could console them and pull them together so that it didn't interrupt the flow of the salon. Some things people wanted to discuss wasn't even appropriate to discuss on the salon floor. Mm. 
So, so we kind of had to start doing the life coaching thing. It kind of didn't choose me. It kind of dragged me right <laughs> along into it, you know? What about the, um, I want to, I'm going to focus on your business for a little bit. Um, the, the shops, you, you actually own a, a barbershop and a hair salon. Right. They're actually unisex. So I have barbers and stylists, but I do have more than one location. And I have been on an entrepreneurial journey for four years now, but I have been a stylist ultimately, like I said, for 20 years plus. I think the only reason that I didn't hop into getting my own building prior was because I was traveling. I styled for BET and CNN. So I could kind of just up and roll whenever I wanted to. Once you get a business, you know, you kind of got to keep your feet on solid ground. Can't move around as much. So was you nervous about getting the brick and mortar since you since you knew that was going to cut into your traveling? Not at all. That season was up. And I kind of came to the conclusion being exposed to celebrity work is a wonderful thing. It's a great experience. But... I started to realize that they didn't even treat me the way that my regulars at home would. And sometimes, you know, they felt like you should give them free service because they were celebrities. You'll really be surprised at what you encounter, you know? And I felt like my loyalty lied with the people that helped me build for the last 20 years. So that was easy for me to sit down and do. So the, the, the barbershop in this, um, the hair salon, are they under the same roof or different locations? Well, now, it's funny you asked that. That was a great question. Now, both locations are under the same roof. We have established, I have a building. So it's salon one in and it's salon two inside. So it's completely different teams. And it's crazy because even in the midst of a pandemic, we are growing tremendously. Like I've already outgrown this building and we're less than three months in. I don't have room really to hire anybody else. Wow. I'm looking at other buildings already. It's an overflow. And it, so you're looking at other buildings in addition to what you have? Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm seeking to have salons nationally. That's the vision. And now it's coming to pass. So I'm looking at Miami and I'm looking at LA. I want to hit some of the hot spots. You want to keep it? Is it like a you can so you kind of like want to build like a, your own franchise? It sounds like that's what's happening. People are already calling and interested in the salon name and opening in different places. People are calling me saying they had dreams that I had different locations in different states. And some of those people are willing for me to fly in, train them, set up shop. And run the shop. Man, that's that's great. You does it you put all the traveling and stuff because me and you've talked off air and right now you're not you don't have kids. So what will that look like once you start building your family? Or have you even thought that far ahead yet? Now I am dating and now I am attracting guys that are at a point in their lives where they want to wife the girl. <laughs> <laughs> they are trying to lock the girl down. I'm serious, you know, and um, I don't think it would be a big problem. I'm always 
really upfront with guys when I date them. And I always let them know that I'm not interested in slowing down anytime soon. You know, as far as growing in business, I don't see that slowing down. So I let guys know if you're going to be with me, this is the way it's going to be from my end. I will hold up my part, but I'm a businesswoman. I'm going to work. I'm, I'm not going to be a housewife. I'm not going to be taking off. We're just going to have to maneuver around some things. And, you know, people have said that they understood, but I have lost relationships to it, you know, because of my commitment to my profession. I have, I've lost guys to it. Some people are insecure. They, they don't understand, you know, you having to leave town and some places you just can't go. Some places you just, sometimes you just can't hop up on a plane when I do. And, it's just the way it is. You need secure people. So, so it sounds like because of your career and, and business, it's, it sounds like it's difficult for you to date. It can be. Um, it can be. It's what they make it, though. You know, if I have to be sitting in your face seven days a week, it's not going to work. Because some days, as soon as my feet hit the floor, it's game on. And I'm not getting in the house until it's time. I mean, I might come in the house and fall asleep on the couch with my shoes on. So I'm just busy. And I think the objective for me is to be with somebody that's busy too. Mm. We can find a common ground, but if we're both in an entrepreneurial mindset, I think it would do well. I do because they will understand better. And my experience of dating guys that um, are entrepreneurs, it was an understanding and it was a flow. So, you know, and like I said, it's not like you need to be around each other all day, every day. That's unrealistic. So I am good at scheduling. If I'm with somebody and they are a priority, I make the time. You know, I'm like, hey, y'all tell the team we're going to cut off at five today. I got dinner plans. Okay. Or if I'm going on vacation, I make the time. You know, but it, it got to be an important man for me to be cutting back business hours. <laughs> <laughs> but see, that's the, and, and that's the thing because like, let me, you know what? This, okay. I want to kind of segue into something, man. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to do this, but since you kind of stirred the conversation a different way, do you think it's kind of like a difference when a, you know, when a man is the, like the, the person who's driven and, and starting businesses as opposed to the women? Because I think this, this is my opinion. I think a lot of times people expect a woman to take a back seat for love to her career. Is that a fair statement? Yes, it's a fair statement. It's happened to me so many times. I'm telling you, it's crazy. Because, like, um, I'm telling you, it's so crazy that you said that. I have, and it's like, I have heard guys say, you act like a man. And <laughs> I'm like, I am feminine. I wear high heels and lipstick. I mean, I act like a man because of my work ethic, you know? And that's not okay with me, you know? But see, okay, let me, let me interrupt you. Why you say you act like a man? I don't think that's a... I, I think I think it was a lie, and I think it came from insecurity. I do. But see, all, you kind of but see when you like made it. that statement, you kind of fed into it. Like I act like a man because you said it yourself. It wasn't like 
because at first you was kind of like repeating what they said, but then it kind of like was you almost have the mindset that you like a man. Oh, no, that was misinterpreted. And let me be more clear with my communication. Okay. I feel like <laughs> I am very much so feminine. I'm just laughing because that's like a quote. That's what I would say to them when we're arguing. I'm like, oh, I act like a man. You know, it's like I'm. it is rough. And I'm going to be honest with you. I only have those problems with guys that didn't have more money than me. Mm. It never fails. And I try so hard to dumb it down. But the more I look at it, he's going to have to be a very secure man and really know who he is if he has less money than me, which I don't mind. But from the looks of it, I'm going to just have to be with a boss. <laughs> and what but but a boss is that so that's like more money he has to have more money is that what you're saying it seems like that's the shoe that fits for me it just seems like man it can't be a major guy it can't because i've just seen it i i know from my experience it always comes up and then i'm a driven person right so if your money is not up and you are not doing anything about it that prevents a further problem for me because i'm like you okay with everything being like this you know i have an entrepreneurial mindset and my thing is wealth is it's right here to get so if i'm going to work and hustling 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 and every time i leave out on saturdays you talking about you sleeping in late i'm looking like something something not right here so I, okay, I'll say this. I think it's more to because I, I do I do think you're right, but there are some more aspects to it. Like I think the person, the man, so we're gonna use men because we're talking about you. I think the man has to be one, like you say, securing himself, but he also has to be happy and passionate about what he's doing. And I'll use this example. Like let's say that he's a um, because my wife always uses this example. He's a he's a teacher. Now we both know teachers, you know, they make a good salary, but they're not, they're not gonna make what an entrepreneur, like a successful, what a successful entrepreneur gonna make. But their career is rewarding and they're passionate about it. Like that's what they're here for, to help kids, like to help, you know, the next generation. That a salary is not gonna come with that. So I think if if you met a man who's like a teacher, but he's passionate about teaching, he's passionate about, you know, helping kids and doing his work. Like, I think that could work because he will understand you're passionate about what you're, what you're doing. That's the biggest thing. I think it just comes down to people being passionate about what they're doing. Yeah, and it's like being your best version of yourself. And, you know, I've dated a teacher before, and he was very passionate about it. And with him, he was a secure guy. Money was never a problem. And to be honest with you, we were a good deal because... He didn't give me no problems about working and things like that. And I'm sure he was probably lonely a lot of the time because most of the time, you know, he was getting off of work a lot earlier than I was, but he made it work. You know, he would do things like cook dinner and stuff like that. So when I came home, we had different kind of time. For, you know, we had time to spend. I didn't have to come in the house and cook and clean. So, of course, I'm going to ask what happened. He cheated. Oh, <laughs> and to be honest with you, 
really, I don't think that he even meant to do it. Like, I really think it was a genuine mistake. He just put himself in a bad position, but I just couldn't get past it. Why not? I just couldn't get past it because I was like, are you going to put yourself in a position like that again? I wasn't, I wasn't willing to take the risk. So, okay. So, all right. So let's, let's go there. Okay. He cheated. Um, did you guys talk about why he cheated? Yeah. I mean, of course I asked him. I'm like. And what did he say? Were you unhappy? You know, what is the problem? We had that conversation and he just said he was wrong. Like, I think that's what made it more forgivable too because he didn't beat around he didn't try to dumb it down he took full responsibility so you so he 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 took responsibility he but he didn't he didn't like he just said he was wrong he didn't like really explain it or yeah my thing is when you went over the female's house what did you think was going to happen you knew she was attracted to you why did you put yourself in that position? Why did you do that? And you know, he he hit it with the, you know, well, I'm really anything to do, blah, blah, blah. Of course, because I'm busy. But I'm like, how many more times is that going to happen? And how many times has it happened that I don't know about? It was just so many different things I thought about. And I think it bothered me the most because normally a woman's intuition to pick up on things, like, it caught me off guard. I think, yeah, it, I just didn't see that one coming with him. You I thought that was going to be it. You think he was too busy? No, because if he needed more time, he should have asked for more time. Okay, but here, okay, here's the problem with that. Sometimes you don't really want to ask for more time. You just want the person to know, I need more time. Like, I need you, I need to feel like a priority to me. And Maybe he didn't yeah. feel like he was a priority to you. Maybe not. And I get that from a lot of guys. There, It could be me too. Maybe I've grown in that area because that was years ago. Now, I'm not the type of woman that's like, hey, I miss you or calling during the day. You know, I, I just, I'm not that type of lady. It's a good possibility. We can talk in the morning. And then I talk to you when we get home. I might send you a emoji text, blowing a kiss. But that is the level of busyness. I mean, I, I am. I'm busy. Sometimes <laughs> doing sometimes during a day, I really don't have time. It's not that I don't want to, or I'm not thinking of a person. I just don't have time. But some, but that's the thing. Like, I think that's where you have to understand some. He may have been a man who needed time, but just didn't know how to communicate it. And it's possible, you know, that man, he might have been suffering inside. He might have just. Like a lot, okay, like a lot of times we go through issues in relationships, marriages. And how long were you how long were you two together? We lasted for some time. We dated almost two years. Okay, so okay, so it was enough time for for y'all to get comfortable, and that's the thing. Like sometimes, like you start out one way, then you, you can't keep that momentum. But you get, but it was so much momentum. You get it was enough momentum where you can get comfortable. 
You know what I'm saying? Because I'm going I'm to take a stab in the dark, and you could correct me if I'm wrong. In the beginning, you, you may cancel more business appointments and made more time with them in the beginning. Now, if I'm wrong, you tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, it was more time. So there you go. So he he got used to one thing, comfortable with one thing. And then next thing you know, okay, it stopped. So now you at that period where, okay, it stops. And now you're trying to adjust to this new way of the relationship. Like there's no time. We not, we know we're not making time. And, and you're trying to figure it out. And then unfortunately, somebody may come along who helps you figure it out. <laughs> like they don't they don't help you figure it out, but they they come along and they start filling that void that you that you're not filling. And that happens to men and women. That's not one of those things where you know, it's just a, a woman. It, it happens to it happens to both people. Like I think women underestimate men need time too. Man, I'm gonna tell you that's the story of my life. It is. I'm talking about, and you know what? I see why Oprah didn't marry Stephen. I see why. And why is that? We. I, I see why. She said if we were married. Oprah said that if she had married Stedman, it was going to be it was going to be hard for them to live up to that to what a marriage is supposed to be. She knew that it was going to be difficult for her and she made it clear that she chose success. And even though that did end up working out, you know, they spend a lot of time apart. Sometimes they're apart for weeks at a time. But my thing is have your own life like Stedman he has his own life even though we come together we both have to have our own lives but in the event that you need something that you're not getting it's not a, a ticket for you to go out and cheat because I have opportunities to cheat all the time yeah but your, needs, but your needs were being met not really because there was a lot of days when I had to get out that bed that I was complaining it's a lot of weight it's a lot of weight and it's a lot of days where I want to say, you know what? I'm going to sleep in today and cook breakfast and keep my PJs on. That's not the way it goes. Once you, once you start a business or, you know, the vision starts to come to pass, it requires certain things of you. Yeah. And, some, and things will cave if you don't do it. And, you know, it's like certain things that you just have to do. It's part of it. Well, you know what? I think it comes down to like you said a few minutes ago. You're going it's gonna to have to be a special man. And he's gonna to have to be able to kind of like be mm, for like I'm not gonna say self-sufficient, but his his love language can't be quality time, that's for sure. <laughs> but you know what? If he could hop on board and you know. Once I get to where I'm going, now I'm coming into a different bracket, you know, as far as finances are concerned. So I look at like Joyce Myers. Joyce Myers is like this big time minister. She was able to, God blessed her in abundance financially, and she was able to actually employ all of her family. So, you know, if I make it to that bracket, not if, it's when, we getting close. 
And he can fly around with me. He can go wherever he wants to go. He can go with me. We can do that. If that's something he chooses to do. But, but yeah, he got to get to that point. You got to get there. Like. I know. It's if, like, I know. You, because again, if you're like, if your love, like if you're, if you need quality time from your woman, like, and I'm using one again, I'm using woman because we are talking about you. If you need quality time from your woman, then your vision sounds good, but it's not making him happy because he's not getting what he needs. Now it could be, it could be, like I said, it could be a, now if, if, if it's a guy whose love language is gifts, <laughs> then he all in because it's like the gifts are only going to get better. Is she, you know what I'm saying? Is she progresses financially? So it's, man, it's, it can it's be done though. Obama sat down with his wife and kids every night. If he had to fly from where he was to have dinner, he did it because that was a requirement that Michelle sat on the table. She was like, look, we're not going to get away from doing family dinner. If Obama can do it, I know I can do it, but it's just, you're not going to keep me from going. And I no, think and, and no man should. No man but should. But they do, they do, they do, they do, they do. They get jealous of my love for the profession, that passion. And I'm like, I'm even willing to put, if I get married, I understand the, the order. You do come first. I am making sure my house is straight first. But like you said, I just, that that thing right there, I don't see that light going dim anytime soon, the love that I have for entrepreneurship. Because I can just see the vision. I know what's going to happen. I know what's required. And, and, and let's be clear. I don't, I don't think no man should dim your light or, or get in the way of your vision because that wouldn't be the man God has for you. So let's be clear about that. It's just going to be tough. That's all. It's, it's going to be tough. But that's, know, but that's it is. But that's but that's but that's not even just an entrepreneur. That's that's a regular person, you know, person who works in regular structure nine to five. It's it's hard to find a person who loves you for who you are and, and you know you two work together as a team. That's that's hard. That ain't that ain't just for you, that's for all of us. I know it is, but I am fair. I am. If I'm, I'm all about asking people what they need and not being selfish and being kind, making you feel loved and thought of, I'm still like that. I get it. But I just, I've met so many people, man, that wanted to step it back. Like just wanted to pull me away from the work. Just want me to be sitting at home. Like if you need to talk, I'm accessible. You know, if I have to be. If I see you say, bro, it's an emergency, look, I'm going to stop the meeting. I'm like, wait a minute. Or I'm going to step away from the floor. Yeah. But it's, it's tough, though. It's tough because some people want to know, like, they are number one. And in your life, they're not. Like, they're not number one. You, it, It's hard for you. I think it's hard for you to see that. Because that's, but they're not. And I think some people need to be number one. Like they have to feel like they're number one in your life, but you gotta be honest with yourself. They're not. 
<laughs> well, maybe I need to do better with making people feel like they're number one. But see, and see, but here's the problem. It's not about, it's not, see, how to be, it, it, it's got to be a balance because if you if you put too much into trying to make somebody feel like they're number one, then it's going to take away from what you're trying to do in your vision. It's it's just a hard balance to have. Like it is. And you know what? I'm gonna tell you, it's this show that I watch, right? God speaks to us in so many different ways, right? And sometimes, you know, if I'm real tired from the weight of the work. I'll lock in and I might binge watch something if I catch a day where I can, you know, sit still. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watched this show called The Crown. I never heard of it. Oh my goodness, it's on Netflix. It's about um, Queen Elizabeth, their hierarchy and the weight that she had to carry and how her husband always felt like he was in her shadow. And I just, I looked at that show and it really spoke to me, you know, her life is weighty. It's just always been weighty, that crown on her head and all the decisions that she had to make, even though she was married and with her family, she just had to make a lot of hard calls that broke her own heart. But she had to do it because of her position. And it's like that. Like sometimes I can't make the birthday party or sometimes I can't make Christmas and Thanksgiving with my family. Sometimes it just falls like that. Yeah. And it's just, I, I'm not sure it's ever going to get easier. I just pray that God gives people that I love the heart to understand. Because I have never been the type to cheat or want multiple men. You know, if I'm in a relationship with you, I love you. So if I'm away, my preference is that we have more time together. Right. You know, so it's just like you said, it's it's hard. And you, we talked before you, you know, you're also, you're, um, you're a Christian, right? Right. I'm actually a minister. Oh, you're, oh, you're a minister. Yep. So how does that work? Cause so that's just another layer thrown in because. Woo. Talk about it. <laughs> talk about so the it. sex thing is an issue, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yep. How does that work? So is that, do you feel a lot of pressure from that? Because that's a lot, being a minister. No. No? I guess it's just who I am. I've been, like, I've been trained and groomed for this. God been readying me for this. When God started readying me for ministry, it was years ago. It takes years and years for you to really go through that process. And you know, my heart just, now I'm gonna be honest, I've been single my whole life, you know, I haven't been married rather. And I always had my own place. So I've dated a lot of men in my life from the rich and famous people you see running up and down the football field on the NFL network to average Joes. And I've realized that sex does not hold anybody down. I mean, I had men that I was sexing down. It didn't keep them. They still made time to run out and do what they wanted to do. So I understand why God says the things he says now. And I don't mind applying it because I agree. I feel like it's the best thing. 
Yeah, sex will never. <laughs> like, I've been married 17 years. And the thing about sex, after, you know, after, after a couple months, it's the same. You know what I'm saying? You know, you're going to yeah. have some special nights where it's a little more passionate, but for the most part, it's the same. So it's, it's going to take a lot more. You know, you got to, that person got to make you feel special. It's got to be something special there for you to be with that person. And it's not sex. No, it's not. So I guess what my mindset, and I'm not going to lie. Like, am I, nobody is perfect. Now I'm, I'm really firm. I think I, I have some good runs. With it. <laughs> I, I hold to it. But I would be lying if I said, since I came in the ministry, and I think any minister is lying if they say that. It is rare that you're going to get somebody that has just held a perfect track record. You know, you get times where you fall in love and, you know, I got a ring and I thought that we was about to, you know, go forward and I might have slept with him or whatever, but you get back up. But just because I failed didn't mean that I was like, oh, woe is us. We not God is not going to bless this because we slept together. Nah, God know your heart. You got to be realistic. Sometimes you make mistakes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, that's people not the whole real thing, man. <laughs> I remember people, people used to ask me that, like what I want to be a minister. And my answer was always no. I wouldn't Me know. too. I said no too. So, so it was God's calling you to do it. You don't have no choice. Well, you will be miserable if you are truly called and you do not answer that phone when God called. You will be miserable. Well, I'm pretty comfortable saying He didn't call me for that. <laughs> yeah, and that, hey, listen, it's not a calling that one should run to. And I, I just because for me, like. Because everybody always say, wow, you're great with words. You're great. You know, you're great with speaking. And that's cool. But that doesn't mean I want to be in that pulpit. Like, I just wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want that pressure. Because, like, you've held to a different standard, right, wrong, or whatever. You you held to a different standard. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be. Because you, you should have some type of different standard if you, you know, Cause you're responsible for putting out God's word. So you, you can't just be out here doing what you want to do, but ah, there, okay. there also has to be a, a, some room for you to have a failure. So it's true. And people are not forgiven. You got to be very careful with that. Everything you do is on the spotlight, you know, but normally by the time it's time to get ordained and you to get presented, you've already been through the process. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? God already been getting you ready in secret. So, so are you normally, giving sermons and stuff on Sundays or? Yeah, I have. I preach sermons sometimes. But in my church, it kind of doesn't work like that. You know, my pastor, he kind of holds it down. And we have so many ministers. It's like we have a really big church. So, you know, you preach out sometimes. You preach at other places. But I preach sermons every day in my church. Like my salons are like my churches. I'm, <laughs> I'm praying for people. I'm speaking to people, pouring into people all day, every day. Every day. And at the same time, grooming leaders. 
you know, every stylist, every client, you know, I can't duck that. If people need to talk or they going through something, I'm going through that with them. If clients are in the hospital, they calling me up to pray. If somebody getting shot in the middle of the night, they calling me over to the house. It's, mm. it's for real. Ministry is real. Yeah. Let's talk about that, that episode of your show that I watched. Uh, <laughs> you had an episode and I, I said oh boy it was called what do men want how how did that come about first of all that episode particular people inbox me and they ask me to do certain topics on the show so that's something that the viewers requested how'd you pick the three men you picked you know what I always ask God to show me I say, God, show me who's going to have the influence. And it's just crazy how it happens. I always put out the flyer and let people know what the topic is going to be and tell them to inbox me if they want to be a guest. So those guys inbox me and they said they wanted to be a guest. I really don't go out picking people for shows and saying, do you want to be on my show? I pray. Did you know them? You didn't know them? I don't always know them, no. I knew two of the guys. I didn't know one of them. Okay. Okay. Yep. But when I put out the flyer for the show, once I decide on, you know, who I'm going to be the guest, man, people go crazy. If they know you, they inbox me and everything. They be like, oh, that's my cousin. He crazy. (laughs) You know, like you get all kind of stuff feedback you know and I look through people's social media too and kind of just check things out it's very rare that um I'll pull somebody on that I'm leery about you know I gotta have some kind of confirmation or be settled about you coming on the show okay what was your opinion of the show it was very intriguing I thought it was a really good show it was a lot of it was high energy and women are so desperate to be in a relationship right now it is for real when I'm looking on social media every day, I mean, you just hear so many things pertain. Women that say, yeah, I'm good by myself, self-care. And I'm like, if every post is about that nine times out of 10, that, that may not be the case. I mean, it's, <laughs> everybody is concerned about love and relationships if they are not married. And it is so crazy. So whenever we do dating shows, it's always good. And whenever, like during the show, we had women throwing themselves at those guys. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's it's crazy. It is. It's really what, crazy. What didn't you agree with? Because you said you didn't, because you never should agree with anything, everything. But what didn't you agree with specifically? I remember Vic was saying something. Vic actually has his own show on 104.1, the gospel radio station. I'm really interested to hear what you did because what he, I'll be honest, he made the most sense out of everybody that I was listening to. Yeah, but Vic and I, we go at it. And like Vic says something about um, men's needs and women should know about that. I don't know. I was just like, Vic, I remember saying something. I don't know he exactly said, what said, I said. Men, I don't he want said to women should know men's needs. He was saying something like that. I can't remember exactly what happened on the show all together, but I remember Vic and I, we had a moment where we got stuck and I was like, so, what did I say? So you, you don't agree with that? That women, women shouldn't know? It was, it was more than that though. It was more than that. I, I don't want to lie. 
I don't okay. want to lie. Because I, I, I I'm going to be honest. He was, he was pretty spot on with almost everything he said. I can't, honestly, I can't. Because really you're a guy. You no, probably no, no, agree no, with no, everything no. he said. No, see, let's be clear. I didn't say everything. I didn't say everything. But you got to remember, he's been he's been married. What he didn't he say he been married like nine years? Yeah. Did you see? Did, did you do you know Vic's story? Um. Let me, no. let, I, let me tell you his story, and his story is nationally known. They're about to make a movie out of his life. I'm gonna send you a copy of his book. You gotta remind me to send you a copy of his book. But Vic sat down with his wife before they got married and he told her, he confessed to her that he had something he needed to tell her. And when he told her that it shocked everything, he told her he had been cheating and she just didn't see that coming. And he told her that he had been cheating with men. Oh, okay, yeah. I, I, so I did yes. hear him say, I did hear him say that he got delivered from homosexuality. Yes, you did hear, and that I did is hear what that. happened. But and I didn't know is, the whole story. Now you know, and it is so interesting, his story. It is so crazy, and that's one of the reasons why I had Vic on the show, because a lot of people challenge whether or not he is truly delivered. During his show, sometimes people <sighs> will really challenge, and they be like, you gay. Once you gay, you always gay. And he always talks about how he's not. Man, I'm going to say this because I don't know that brother. That's tough, though. That's a tough one to overcome. They go hard man. on him, too. He built for it, but they go hard on him. Yeah, he got to be built for that because... Woo! Because I, I'll be the first to say I, I would... I wouldn't be open. I wouldn't be questioning him about it every day, but I would be like, because again, that be that's like an attraction thing. It's like, how do you just stop being attracted to something? So I don't know. You gotta read his book. You gotta read his book, and you gotta look at my show when he talks about that. Yeah, I, I'll definitely look at it because that's. I mean, look again. That that's his. You know, that's his work with God, and you know. That's way you left, didn't you? Huh? Threw you off. I can tell. Come back. <laughs> yeah, no, but no I, you know what? You you did, but you didn't because he 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 mentioned that he was delivered from it. So I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's <laughs> like that's that's up to him. You know, that's up because I've heard, you know, I've heard stories of um you know, men saying they've been delivered from that. And that's not for me to um, comment on. You know what I'm saying? It's not. But I will say this. I believe him. But I always like challenging him on that feminine and masculine energy. I mean, I always picking him about it. It's cool. Is it, be is it because of what he dealt with in the past? I always challenge it. Yep. I challenge okay. it. Because, yep, I do. Because I'm like, I want to make sure the perspective is right. And we are friends. But I do. I challenge it. I sure do. Hold them accountable right there. 
Yeah, that I mean you have to. You have to. Yeah. Whew, that's a I like I said, that that's a, <laughs> that's a um that's a tough one. I mean, and, and the thing is, like my whole my whole stance on that has changed like over the years, like because there's people who you know who struggle with that, like their sexuality, they struggle with it. And I've become a lot more sympathetic with, you know, people who deal with, especially um, men who deal with homosexuality. Like, you know, I used to have my views on it, but now as I've gotten older and I see, you know, the struggle men have with it, I just, I've just gotten to a point where I'm like, you know what, like, let me just let this man live his life the way he want to live it without my opinion, my judgment. And cause it's, cause it doesn't concern me. Like, you know, whatever he's doing with his life doesn't concern me. So that's been my new it's, approach. It's sad because in my counseling office, you know, I, well, in the coaching office, I literally, I talk to guys that hate that about themselves. It's for real. Like people always want to know why, what makes people, you know, guys do that. It is so interesting how a lot of guys don't want to be like that and it's just it's sad yeah because i mean because look at what comes with it <laughs> you know it's, hard. it's it's not an easy life it's it's a lot that comes with that with that choice so you got to worry about you know, yeah you got to worry about being accepted by family friends co-workers everything so Man, I get it. And that, that's why I'm at a point I'm just like, I don't want to be a burden on your life. Like, <laughs> Oh, that was nice. What? You said, I don't want to be a burden on your life. Like, that was really sweet. Yeah, because that's what you become. There you go. I, I know we, we we talked a long time and I want to make sure I ended on a, on a note because I, I have a very important question for you. Are, are you are you happy with where you at right now? I am happy with where I am right now. I feel like I'm right in the center of God's will for my life. That's great. Like that, 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 with everything going on, you know, I know there's some things you want, but to hear you say you actually are happy, I'm glad to hear that. I really mean it too. Yeah, I wanted I want to um thank you for doing this because. You know, the, with the entrepreneur lifestyle you have, I know every minute counts. So I really appreciate you doing this. I appreciate you having me and I learned so much from you. I thank you so much for sharing your wisdom with a little lady like myself. And I look forward to all that's to come for you in your oh, future. Thank you. And, and I definitely feel the same way. I, I really appreciate you being so transparent and honest. And I'm looking forward to seeing you, you know, your journey. And your hair salons all over the country. So that'd be great. <laughs> you got it. Oh, make sure you tell the people how they can follow you and watch the show and everything. Okay, thanks. Yep. You guys can follow me on Salon Rose, S-A-L-O-N-R-O-L-L-S. And that's on all platforms, Facebook, Instagram. Oh, your, your Facebook is the same? The, the, the show doesn't have a Facebook? Oh, you know what? Let's talk, bro. Thank you so much. I'm slipping. You caught me. Let's talk with Ro. You can catch on Ro Ingram. Ro Ingram on Facebook. And all the shows are there. 
okay. you can also see information and links there to shows that have been posted to YouTube as well. Okay. Well, again, thank you. And I wish you all the best with the, with this hair salon, the coaching and everything else you decide to put your hands on. Thank you so much, Lincoln, for having me. I want to thank everyone for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I truly appreciate your support. You can follow me on Instagram at conversations underscore with underscore lamp. And I'm also on Facebook conversations with lamp. Thank you all again. Have a great day.